0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show, where the Teach Better team gets to join you live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 70 a.m. Eastern. We have Jeffrey Raymond Gargas in the house, and we are very excited to dive into so many things, including just frankly catching up on life because I haven't seen Jeff in like 100 years. And uh, I don't know, Jeff prepared something for Team Talk, so it either is going to be total trash or be awesome. Stick with us. everyone good morning happy 18th i don't know like happy december 18th jeff happy december
1: 18th for a minute there i was like being thrown back to like my 18th birthday or something like happy 18th like
0: oh 18th birthday that i mean it probably is it's probably somebody's 18th birthday. long time
1: it is probably somebody so whoever that is happy birthday (laughs)
0: Happy birthday. Hey, if it's not your 18th birthday, but it is your birthday, happy birthday to you too. You're just like 18 plus a few more numbers, I assume.
1: Or if you're going out tonight to a restaurant, you need to use an excuse to try and get a free dessert. Happy birthday.
0: Happy birthday. Good. Let's cheat this, this system and proof. steal. Yes. So good. Jeff, how are you? Good morning.
1: I'm good. Good morning. I'm good. Things Hi. are good. Life is I, good.
0: I'm drinking a... Um, McDonald's like frappe, like coffee frappe, like whatever mm-hmm. this is. Caramel frappe. Yeah. And the reason I have this is because I was trying to be responsible this morning, came downstairs, and was trying to like prep for the morning of the chaos of the morning. And I, you know, get bulls out, trying to figure out, you know, how to prep before the everybody wakes up. And I open the fridge and there's no milk, which just seems wrong. Like, I like who runs yeah. out of milk and doesn't order more milk? You know what I'm saying? Seems off. Yeah. And what do you, like, if you had to like figure out a way to get milk, what would be your solution? And I am a professional at delivery. So first I'm like, oh, Instacart, like I'll get Instacart to deliver, but that's not, a speedy process like that means i'm waiting an hour yeah like or two i drive 30 on... seconds
1: down the road to the gas station and grab a thing i milk. didn't
0: have time to do that because i was going to be on the show i door dashed mcdonald's which is only a 15 minute delivery time. you weren't worried
1: about necessarily getting milk in the house you were worried about having milk what? for your drink
0: no, no no i needed milk in the house for everyone else so, i will then go get a gallon of milk at a later time like so how, later so, today
1: but so I'm, I'm i'm trying to figure out how mcdonald's solved the issue that's what so I'm mcdonald's confused.
0: you can get like self-serve oh you can get
1: a little yeah you can get the oh okay so you i gotcha so you don't ask mcdonald's and got a couple of the little cartons of milk
0: right so in 15 minutes suddenly our house had milk again for cereal or drinking purposes gotcha, or whatever okay. And I saved the day. And nobody knows that because everyone's still asleep. But I just want someone to know that I did a thing today that is going to make someone else happy. Hmm. Mic drop.
1: That's pretty cool. That's 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 a good creative solution to that problem.
0: Am I a loser for that being my solution? Was there a better was there a solution that would have made more well, sense? If, you, if you
1: didn't have the time to like run anywhere really quickly, then no. you didn't have any other option. That's actually a, a good solution. I mean I I'm a probably expensive a little more expensive than probably just getting a gallon but
0: i know but if i was if you also got a coffee
1: out of it so like you know i mean
0: yeah i did i I did
1: i did find it funny that you used the words i you you said the phrase of uh being responsible and then mcdonald's in the same sentence i was like i'm not sure that fits but go ahead
0: well i got like a mcdonald's sandwich and coffee so i was like okay i got breakfast out of it even though i could have made my own breakfast if this was not an expense issue like it's well, not like, oh, I'm so, so yeah, today. so I
1: think that was your best, that was your best bet based on a decision. The fact that you were able to wrap your breakfast and a drink into it makes really like the delivery or the, the tip and everything like not really doesn't necessarily go to the milk. Right. But I, like how many of those little things, the uh, little things of milk did you get?
0: I got three.
1: Okay. So that probably costs about the same as a gallon of milk. So overall, not a great financial decision, but you were, mm-hmm. you didn't really have a choice. Like what was your other choice?
0: Well, I just want to know, like,
1: because even like, if you dash like, a like the local store, or gas station, like that, it still was going to take longer. A long
0: time.
1: Yeah, I mean, you might get lucky, and someone might just, you know, might be it really, really quick, but I
0: just want to know. know from a parent perspective if you didn't have milk in the house, then I guess like you just do something without milk in the morning. But that felt yeah, risky. yeah. My kids it, would
1: just they would just drink water or something like that.
0: Yeah, I just felt like arguments ensuing it felt like i was setting myself up where you could foresee the argument and you were like i'll spend money to not have this avoid
1: this potential issue yeah Yeah. so like but like in our family like we don't the kids don't almost never do cereal jonathan always does waffles
0: okay now
1: he'll have some milk with it but he's okay without it jacqueline's never milk she drinks water in the morning she isn't she's not a big fan of milk so yeah, I think cereal
0: wow. is like chosen muffin. nine out of ten times.
1: Chocolate muffin kick. That's our responsibleness that she gets every That's day. That's good. Really? Yeah,
0: I think cereal in our household is chosen nine out of ten times.
1: Wow. Okay. What what kinds of cereal?
0: Oh gosh, Jeff, we don't discriminate. Like, we what's have... the
1: go-to? Are they like fruity pebbles or like do they go like
0: honey like nut Wheaties? cheerios? Honey nut
1: cheerios, okay. Good or, good heart health.
0: What's the ones that you actually make the the stuff out of uh, Rice Krispie treats.
1: Oh, Rice Krispie treats. Okay. But like
0: it's Rice Krispies as a cereal, which I think is gross. I
1: think They're like, just called Rice Krispies. Yeah. It's, those are very bland, very but bland. Of all the cereals you could going to eat, it's probably one of the better.
0: I just well, want to say they, ate, they eat Rice Krispie and like Raisin Bran and <laughs> Cheerios, Hyatt Cheerios. And I eat, the um, Captain
1: Crunch with the fruit. Yeah, it's, it's a Yeah. So, when I was a kid, I used to eat the Rice Krispies, but then I'd sneak the sugar, and it basically would be sugar with a little bit of Rice Krispies in them. Um, it's been several times when I've been at the store and I'm like, I'm an adult. No one can tell me no. I'm getting the crunch berries. Yeah. Like, I'm getting Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like, they um, taste good. you know, yeah, they're good. But what I found is that I actually end up using those as snacks more than I actually eat them for breakfast.
0: Fair.
1: So, Fair. I don't know.
0: Well, I've I been, a, I've been
1: fasting for the last several weeks, so like I, this is my breakfast is just the, the coffee. So to
0: confirm, when you say you've been fasting for a few weeks, it's, that means up until a point in the it's day. It's fasting. You like, know,
1: no, I'm not on a three week fast. I mean. Yeah, I'm just like, like, like I don't, what? I don't eat. I essentially, I don't eat. I don't do anything except coffee until noon.
0: I feel like as a educator, I could do that with with like oh, you I'm get sure. to work, you have your coffee. Yeah. Like you probably don't eat until lunch
1: yeah most teachers probably do it most days yeah for, for me it's it's less about like the fast and process more about i'm basically just cutting out a meal
0: there so you go I
1: I understand. and, and I drink my coffee like it it lasts and i do my workout in the morning now so like there's some science that chad's taught me behind that of like not having any intake not breaking a fast and having a workout that's pulling to help lose weight and stuff so
0: yeah, this just got very education driven, and I want yeah, but... cereal and like really stupid sugary. So what? Grunge. Well,
1: yeah, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to I'm complaining because I haven't had Captain Crunch for a while.
0: Yeah, like, you just I, gotta be I'm really gonna...
1: excited for Captain Crunch after this. You should well, Let me ask you. Let me ask you and, and ask you you watch in comments, please. So like part of you know the, at the day after Thanksgiving, I I made some adjustments getting back to. Just eat in better, which is what I used, you know, had done for a few years and was doing really good and then broke, and it's been a struggle. But one thing to do is like I cut out candy and I cut out different snacks and stuff. If I eat Captain Crunch and Crunchberries, like as a snack during a day, it's cereal, right? It's not like candy, right? It's considered cereal. Like I, I, didn't, I didn't cut out snacks, I cut out like I, I can't have candy
0: and it, I can't okay. have like
1: cupcakes and cookies and stuff like that.
0: Captain Crunch but, is like, definitely. Not candy, but I would say you can only have it once a week. Why would you? Why
1: would you? Why?
0: I'm trying to make. You're supposed to be on my
1: team here. What is wrong? What are you doing?
0: I'm not on your team. We're going to team talk and then I'll be on your team. We'll be right back.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: To teach better today morning show where Jeff Gargas and I like to talk about cereal and candy and coffee. We're in team talk, which means that we should, in theory, have some sort of educational conversation, but Jeff prepared it. So if this goes haywire, friends, do not blame me. I am, this is not my responsibility. I am, I'm here for whatever Jeff wants to talk about, which is probably, I don't know, like his workout schedule, Bart?
1: <laughs> I think prepared is probably a strong word, but whatever. Uh, no, so I wanted to bring up something that we've had some talk conversations about internally with the team, and we've had a lot of, of our client schools and partner schools that we work with. This has been coming up a lot. And uh, and I think I think specifically with quite a few of the schools that you're doing a lot of work with, um, and that's SBG, so they're just based grading. And obviously been a big, you know, hot topic for years now, for a while. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, it's like way progressive. And other people, it's like old news. But we've had a lot of conversations recently um, with schools that are either in the process of attempting or trying to fix their previous attempt or thinking about it as a next step or whatever. And I just wanted to sort of let you run a little bit on like, What are some of these conversations that we've been having? What are the processes that we typically, and I know it's like pretty detailed. So like, obviously we're not going to go for three hours here, but like some of the process that we take people through when it comes to SBG and when they're uh, trying to take this route when it comes to assessment and and grading. So I just kind of want to like tee that up and let you go if that's okay. And this is one of those ones where I'm like, you can go longer than 30 seconds though. You can go (laughs) for a couple minutes.
0: No, friends, this would be a great kind of like segment. Tell them not to listen to the beginning, but segment to share with your coaches, your leadership, because we are happy to share anything and anything and how to make this process more, like I would say, easier, but if actually just more obtainable for any school district. This has been a very hot topic over the last few months. I think, Jeff, it's been coming up because a lot of our districts that we're working with have been wanting formative assessment discussions. And Mm -hmm. then grading has come up because with really strong formative assessments, then you get into how to provide feedback, which is typically linked to grading, whether grading is put into the grade book or it's just another word for feedback. So I think this kind of like makes sense as far as our Mm -hmm. groups. And there's so many different ways to get into standard-based grading. And I feel like there's a very common misconception that it has to do with changing your grade book and actually, if you look at the Teach Better Blueprint, the gradebook is the last thing. So you could go through all six steps and never go to the last seventh step, never change your grade book, and still be enacting like standard-based grading practices. So I don't need to like bore everyone here, but if you're doing any standard-based grading work with us, we have a blueprint that we walk all of our schools and teachers through and we have a full like I know Jeff, we actually just looked at it together, but it's a full website of essentially what those seven steps are Mm -hmm. and templates and resources and activities that we walk our groups through. And sometimes this process takes like three to five to seven years to implement. I mean, like this this is a process that isn't a quick turnaround, but what I love is that with every single step in this blueprint, we all get a little bit better and a little bit closer to where we're headed. So it actually is a beautiful kind of like a long-term vision where all educators and all stakeholders and all students involved feel as though this process came and, you know, like addressed their concerns as it went. Mm -hmm. So I love the steps that we've been taking. I think most of the workshops I've been working on uh, have to do with like the first three steps in the blueprint, which is essentially like identifying power standards, which a lot of schools I know have have been doing recently, kind of looking at how those power standards are in order throughout the year, and then creating rubrics. And one of the best parts about this is that this is a really tedious process for many educators that have maybe tried this. It's a very taxing. I find it to be like really, really difficult, um, but we've been youth- teaching teachers how to use AI to do it. So there really has been some... Nice movement in this area, because while educators have to understand the process, we're not so much asking them to create it from the ground, like Mm -hmm. point zero, but actually be the experts that they are in giving their feedback to a baseline that's already created for them. So obviously not to interrupt you, but like from the rubric part, then we go into altering instruction and, you know, how to do really good assessments. All those things are in the blueprint.
1: I love how you said not interrupt me as I was trying to interrupt you.
0: Well, yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, no, just the the, the AI stuff, because obviously that's a, a big thing right now. Um, can you give us like an example of how we are helping educators – utilize AI in in this process without like going too crazy detailed, but.
0: Yeah, no, I I think AI is scary. And like my mentality when I'm in workshops with teachers is there is a whole can of worms that we can go into with AI. Mm -hmm. My approach in this specifically in our team, our goal is just to show educators that it's not scary and it is something that they can also benefit from. It's not just this thing coming that's going to, oh, there's so many cons, right? I get it. But there's also really nice ways that teachers can suddenly feel like they have more hands in the classroom to help them than ever before. And that's what we all want. Like, obviously, you can't like replace the fact that a a good teaching assistant or or a good um, educational collaborator can provide. But AI gets pretty close in terms of being a brainstorm partner for this Mm -hmm. process. So putting in your standard and identifying the D.O.K. level. Is, is nice when AI can at least give it suggestion and you can make determinations from there. Or my favorite part recently in rubric creation, which I'm actually doing with like the next time I'm doing it is January 3rd with one of our uh, schools in Illinois, is that we're going to put in the standard. At, obviously, we're working K-12 with these teachers and actually ask it to create a four tiered proficiency scale. So if three is mastery, how would you describe a level one or level two understanding? How can we describe a level four understanding, which is above the standard? And what I like about this variation is it's not perfect, but it gets us a step closer to then Mm -hmm. as a group critique and adjust versus having to like nitpick language that we're going to have to nitpick 17 more times over and at least gets us in the direction that this this draft can be created and then we'll yeah. adjust it as we go. I mean, these are processes that over the next three years we'll be tweaking language and tweaking outcomes. But I mean, that's, that's better use of our teachers energy and time because yeah. it's using their professionalism versus just asking them to produce something that right now a computer can provide us.
1: Yeah. And I love the fact that like, it's that's getting started point, Cause sometimes like the hardest part of anything is like just the, the getting started part, even if it's not actually the hardest part, right? And so you do that. Now you're working from, like you said, like this draft, this idea versus having to come up with that draft and the initial ideas yourself. And it's super powerful. And and we see, you know, I mean, I think that's where you can really flip. And I love how we are utilizing AI because we're not focusing on the AI. We're utilizing that as a tool to empower educators to do what they do best, which is to now critique and analyze and make it better. Like- well,
0: and and I have to tell you, Jeff, the templates are um, relatively new. I know our, our team over the last few months has decided to create almost too many templates to, to help educators get started because what we found is we started a blank document. It, it's hard to just create the layout, create the information. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot to put on a, a department. And so between the, the the templates that we made for the rubric plan, the templates that we made for our assessment design, the templates that we made for even identifying power standards, my favorite is we now have found, I think it's seven or eight different like report card examples. So everything from kindergarten report cards to report cards at the middle school or ele- or you know high school level. It's just nice to provide a variety because again, it gives people a starting point. So if any mm-hmm. of you are looking for, I don't know, standard-based grading support. We obviously can do anything you're looking for, but my favorite work is that long-term discussion. It's not yeah. just a, hey, bring Jeff in to talk about SBG for 60, 60 minutes, but um, can we find four different times throughout the year and do that over the course of two or three years and really start to give teachers the support they need to enact change? Um it's really big.
1: And I think that that mindset is so important when it comes to something, especially something like SBG, is that like it's not going to happen with a one or two day workshop or an engine in a couple days. Like this is a process and it shouldn't. There's yeah. a lot that goes into that. It should be like, I mean, if you're going to get it done in a couple weeks, you're going to be working. 50 hours a day figure that one out the math doesn't work so like it's a process and it takes a while to get all this to get everyone and um educated on it and up to speed and on the same page and to go through the process and well that's why i love having the partnerships that we have with schools rather than just trying to do one-off type stuff so i think that's really important mindset shift of like this doesn't have to happen tomorrow it's a it's a process
0: and to your point it also can't just be teachers right we work in like an entire educational Mm -hmm. ecosystem like we have support of parent communication strategies and student communication activity strategies. And these have to be put in place. This isn't just about training teachers, right? This is about like enacting essentially a movement that Mm -hmm. we need the consistency to, to get going. And again, to reiterate for me, I don't care what the report card looks like. Maybe you never change the grading scale. Maybe you never change your report card. You can always stick to that 100 scale and Skyward or Power School, like it's not about the numbers. It's about the process of being mm-hmm. really strategic and feedback. So, if any of you have hesitation, my my suggestion, my prediction from the experience we've had is whatever your restriction is, whatever your hurdle is, you can still have that hurdle and be moving closer to, closer to this process. Like that's a big one of the activities we do. Jeff is um looking at 15 different statements and identifying if we strongly agree or disagree on them. Mm -hmm. And when we, at the end, everybody has some they agree with and some they disagree with. And that's the beauty of it because if everybody has something they agree with, we all can move forward. And the things that you don't agree with, then hold off. We'll tackle those later. It doesn't need to be a today or a tomorrow. It might be two years from now, but we'll talk about them as we go. Like it doesn't need to be something that we like really try and push hard into, mm-hmm. you know, convincing people that their thinking is wrong. Like there's su- such a big process. There's so many things we can agree on to get moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love this work that we're doing. I love that more <laughs> of this is coming up with, with people in the schools that we're working with. So it's exciting.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. So anywho, obviously you blabbed about this. But if any of you need help, please reach out to us. Obviously, the yes. schools that bring us in to do this support, whether it be virtual or in person, We have that whole like resource library. Um, Obviously, we can't share that publicly with everyone, but I will say if any of you heard a resource right now that interests you, like just DM us. We'll send it to you. Like we're here to make your life easier. Um, Like this is not like some like gatekeeping of all the secrets. Like guys, you know that we'll give you anything and everything to make you successful and help your your coaching team feel good. And um, yeah, I think this is a good discussion to have to chew on for the next few weeks. And then maybe mm-hmm. start some work in the spring semester with, with maybe new schools or new departments that just want to start having these conversations. So keep us in mind if you need anything. Love it. So good for everyone. Thank you for hearing us blab. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Uh, I also will do actually a lot, a few of you a favor. I'm going to send out a standard based grading email tomorrow morning and link a few of these things that might be helpful. I'll include the blueprint and stuff like that. Uh, I think I sent that out last week in your inboxes and you'll be getting it again tomorrow just in case. So keep your eyes out if you, uh, (laughs) if you're looking for that standard grading email and, uh, we'll see you tomorrow on the today show. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to teach better talk, we would love a five star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow.